Do we just start? I don't know. How do we do this? How do we do uh, it? Usually one of us says, ladies and gentlemen, I think this is Trapo. I don't know. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, is this Trapo? Is it Grumpo? Did Grumpo happen? <laughs> it's the Grumposode. The show yeah. that discusses things deliberately or whatever the fuck you said. <laughs> Grumpo. <laughs> I'm cutting all this out. I will fucking download it, then delete it, because that's more satisfying. Because <laughs> you can watch the fucking little waste basket get emptied on your Yeah. Computer. Oh, yeah. I get <laughs> watching that little fucking recycle bin empty. It's good stuff. Oh, anyway... I guess this is Trapo. We are the show that talks about stuff on purpose. Not things, no, just no stuff. Way. One day we might discuss things on purpose. Probably not, <laughs> but it's possible. We are the show that goes on tangents on purpose. I'm Dustin. I'm Kai. This is an exciting day because uh, we're finally recording the much-anticipated B-52's mixtape episode which is their requested we would be remiss if we did not mention that this was in fact listener curated you in fact were behind the wheel of this episode because you got to nominate the songs for the b-52's mixtape we had nothing to do with it you are the ones who, who gave us the songs that we will decide whether or not they are included in the uh b-52's mixtape that's right yeah. this whole episode is fan chosen songs from the artist the b-52's and we are going to make our own trapo mixtape out of fan requested songs you nominated the songs we get to choose whether or not they are inducted in the mixtape so we had to have some control over this otherwise it would be complete anarchy they're from athens georgia the same town that gave us rem and tuna bunny fucking tuna bunny one day the people may remember they may know tuna bunny (laughs) one day but not today this is not the show that talks about tuna bunny on purpose if you don't know i feel we should start with a little background the b-52s were founded in 1976 it's been a while. The original lineup, Fred Schneider, Kate Pearson, Cindy Wilson, Ricky Wilson, and Keith Strickland. Ricky Wilson and Cindy Wilson were brother-sister. You know, you might think it was a coincidence. They both had the same last name. Ricky Wilson died of AIDS in 1985. A year later, Bouncing Off the Satellites, the album which he was contributing to, was finally completed. And then they went on a hiatus for, what, three years, I think, till Cosmic Thing came out. Look, the point is the band is a bunch of fucking weirdos. I think they would agree to that. They would not have a lot of complaints about that. If you listen to their music, New Wave comes to mind. But what the fuck is New Wave in regards to the B-52s? I I don't know. I've literally listened to every song the B-52s have ever recorded. And I don't know what half of the shit means. It seems like most of the time, they're just making stuff up and having a good time. I'm not as well-versed with the B-52s, so I... uh kind of enjoyed listening to a lot of these albums that I had never listened to. I had mostly been a uh, kind of greatest hits fan of the B-52s. I had never really gone gone deep into their catalog. So there were some songs that, uh, like you said, I wish had been nominated, but I didn't write those down because yeah. no one nominated them. <laughs> there is an evolution to their sound. Their earlier work, their self-titled debut album. First off, I have to mention the actual album art to Whammy. It's clearly cocaine on the floor, and that dog is going to town on that cocaine. It's such a bizarre image. That was the feeling I got, but I didn't know if I was missing something. Yeah, I mean, you can see like on the top, it looks like clouds. It's kind of snowing it's cocaine Although, all of the I mean, albums have uh, several songs that are the b-52s style and some of them are kind of cool and they're just like you said some of them are just kind of like jam sessions hey let's make some weird ass noise 
I'm fucking screaming and weird shit, you know? And then there's like, oh, here's a B-52 song. Here's a chill instrumental. Oh, here's the funny song. A lot of the ones that I actually enjoyed listening to were the ones that were kind of very B-52 style, by which I mean like Rock Lobster and uh, Love Shack telling a weird ass story and every all of the band members are involved there's a lot of surf rock yeah. influence with Definitely. their earlier work especially not a bad thing the way they incorporate all these retro elements into their style is very exciting it's not just old music reinvented it's got a great new spin on it i think the term they came up with someone else ascribed to them a thrift shop aesthetic they had something going on, especially back in the early days, that nobody else could touch. They were just this little group of weirdos making kind of amazing music, flying under the radar for a lot of people. Even now, a lot of it, I can't explain. What the fuck is Rock Lobster? That was a yeah. hit. My modern day children immediately took to that song. It's I think it's one of those things that shows you like, hey, you think a song can be one thing, but guess what? It can also be some other weird shit. You want a good example? Check this out. It's called Rock Lobster. It's like seven minutes long. It keeps going. It's an epic. It becomes different things as it goes on. Like at one point when he's naming all the weird animals and then the girls are making the noises, I feel like that was an improv challenge and it was just like, how many sea animals can he name and weird ass yeah. noises that they make? Rambled on until they found a couple of like the best ones and they picked those. <laughs> like I can uh, imagine them doing that on stage for like seven minutes straight. My favorite is when Ed walks a jellyfish. That's apparently what a jellyfish sounds like, which is fascinating to me. But we, yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, we should probably get to nominated songs. We're going to go in album order. Starting at the beginning. 1979's The B-52s. I think to this day, this is my favorite of their albums. It's so goddamn weird. I never get tired of it. I would agree. It's just it's just weird. This is their debut to the world. This is an incredible mission statement. This is what we are. They came out of a gate. They were just themselves. This group of friendly weirdos who were basically having a fucking party all the time. It's just a party. Everyone's invited. Bring a positive attitude and let's have a good time. It's not as inaccessible as like fucking Frank Zappa or anything like that. They have mainstream appeal, obviously, but I still wonder how that happened. How did the mainstream catch on to the B-52s and say, yes, we're going to start with uh, 52 girls nominated by Chaz Cherry on Instagram. Now, Chaz Cherry says 52 girls is basically nonsense in terms of lyrics, naming a bunch of girls, but not 52. But the surf rock beat is killer and you can't help but love it. I can't argue with that. It's a killer beat. It is. It's a cool track. That's all. I mean, I, I can't argue with that. Chaz Cherry, you, you picked a winner, but I suspect you knew that, Chaz Cherry. So is 52 Girls the first uh, song on the B-52's mixtape? I've never heard a B-52 song that I don't like, and I've heard all the songs, so I, I don't know how to fucking go forward. So this is all basically about, like, how, how we, I, we so decide. So it's all my vote? <laughs> no, I mean, it's all about how we decide. I'll defer to you for 52 Girls. What do you say? 52 Girls is the first song on the Trapo official b-52s mixtape you know what chaz cherry you're welcome so our next song comes from uh looks like is this an instagram comment from uh 
returning friend polar chemicals polar chemicals suggests planet claire is one of my personal faves kate pearson's vocals have been over processed to sound like a synthesizer and it's trippy as hell it's a campy 1950s b movie alien invasion but the beat is total greaser knife fight music <laughs> oh you know what polar chemicals you're right i could kind of feel that yeah I wrote down that Planet Claire sounds like beach blanket bingo in space. Yeah. Yeah, I got like a uh, outer space pop vacation situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chilling at the beach or whatever the equivalent of that is for like kids who in hang space. out in space. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Yeah, for sure. She came from Planet Claire. Fred Schneider says, some say she's from Mars, or one of the seven stars that shine after 3.30 in the morning. Every time Fred Schneider yell, well, she isn't. I just laugh my ass off. I think it's hilarious. You know, Polar Chemicals, I'm with you. This is also one of my B-52 faves, so um, I'm definitely adding it to the mixtape. So what do you think, bro? Planet Claire's great. Oh, yeah. Our next nomination, once again, from Chaz Cherry on Instagram, Lava. Now, Chaz Cherry says, Lava is pure, aggressive, explosive sexual innuendo. Just completely out of control. Once again, that's pretty dead on the money. That's what it is. Very horny song. Yeah. I do appreciate the name drop of 1968's Krakatoa East of Java. trivia bit from that movie is that Krakatoa is in fact west of Java but we're not gonna assume that Hollywood producers who pumped millions of dollars into a big movie would actually know that but seriously they should have known but yeah the, the song's great it's like a B movie he says I'm gonna let it go <laughs> let it blow like Pompeii come on man let it, let it go <laughs> I remember laughing hysterically walking down the street listening to that it's ridiculous you can't not smile at this shit i would absolutely put uh lava in the mixtape it's got a killer beat it's very horny yeah it's a lot of fun me too that's three two for two Chaz. thank you so our next uh suggestion from the b52 self-titled album is from daniel sun 52 they made a few suggestions dance this mess around just because winky emoji face glad you suggested that because that shit needs to be on this mixtape all 16 dances. <laughs> they do all 16 dances i don't know if you guys know this they do the shy they're, tuna the camel 16, walk 16 dances <laughs> the aqua velva the hypocrite the escalator i like that there's a lot of frustration here like why won't you dance with me what the fuck is wrong with you it's good
Yeah, I fucking love this song. It makes me happy. It's a thrill. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to put it on a mixtape. What you say? Cha-ching. That's four for four. I don't that make you feel a lot better? Yeah, I want to see you do the shy tuna. <laughs> I, I'm a, I do the camel walk. Yeah. I, do the, I do the fucking moose knuckle walk because I do. <laughs> Our final nomination from the B-52's self-titled debut album. This is the big one. It's the big one. The legendary Rock Lobster. <laughs> This was nominated by The Nameless One from our official Trapo blog. The Nameless One says, I'm not very well versed in the music of the B-52s, but I like what I know. I'm going to be the basic bitch and nominate Rock Lobster from their debut album because it's just fun and weird, and I don't want to meet the person who hears this song and doesn't like it. I don't even remember the first time I heard Rock Lobster, but I know I just listened to it again a few minutes before I decided to comment, and my opinion hasn't changed. It's the best. It is the best. And yep. Thank you, Nameless One. Someone had to be the basic bitch. And it means a lot that you were willing to uh, stick your neck out there. And you had the balls to be the one to say, you know, Rock Lobster needs to be on here, you fucks. And goddamn, you're right. It's a masterpiece. Indeed. All that weird shit. Would would you say Rock Lobster is astounding? I would. Thistle down. I would. (laughs) There comes a dogfish. astounding as shit really you can't get better than that oh well there's there. this beautiful funky ass guitar and bass parts going down oh fuck yeah it kind of sounds like music from the keeper it's like someone's planning a heist like old rat pack oceans 11 maybe in- instead of like beach rock it was like a beach heist they're gonna steal the beach once you're like whoa what the fuck is this and then it kind of starts out like a normal song somebody went under a dock and there they saw a rock it wasn't a rock It kind of fools you for a little bit. By the end, you're like, what the fuck is happening? I don't even care. Boys in bikinis, girls on surfboards. You know, you can't go wrong. Right there, 1979, they're fucking switching up gender norms. Fucking who gives a shit? It's a queer band. That's one of the most important aspects, I think, is that even back then when they started, they were a queer band. And they weren't really hiding it. One of the interesting and cool things about the B-52s is that they were such an inclusive band. At their party, everybody's invited. Yeah. And there's no judgment. I love the B-52s. They got a cool message. They're sending out positive vibes into the world, which fucking needs it. They've been doing that for over 40 fucking years. My daughters, as I mentioned earlier, my daughters enjoy this song also. There was a time I had to wake the girls up in the morning. They were trying to get up on their own and it wasn't working so well. So I would just hook up to the Bluetooth speaker and crank Rock Lobster and put the Bluetooth speaker in the middle of the hallway. And so bum, bum, bum. And by the end, you know, it's like seven minutes. Like, I better hear somebody moving around in there. Better be alive. Getting ready for school. We got fucking shit to do. Get your shoes on by the time you hear that fucking jellyfish. There's going to be hell to pay. (laughs) Out the door. By the time the sea robin comes, fucking going to be late. Is is that in the canon? Is it in the mixtape? Rock lobster. I don't know. Of course. 
Fuck yes. We did it. Uh, Five for five. That's a perfect score on their debut album. We did it, the nameless one. So far, so good. The trend will not continue. Up next, we're moving on to 1980s Wild Planet with a quartet of nominations. All right. Our first song off of B-52's Wild Planet was requested from returning champion CJ on the blog and also from Girl from Ipanema Goes to Greenland on Instagram suggests Private Idaho. And uh, they write, it's the best band collaboration. Each member is contributing what they do best, their own unique spice in the cake. Returning champion CJ says, Private Idaho from Wild Planet. This song is radioactive. I hear this and I wonder what the hell kind of weird place Idaho is. It's some sort of messed up Twilight Zone place where there's no escape. I love the beat, man. You can dance to it. You can drive to it. You can eat pancakes to it. It's so versatile. (laughs) Well, thank you for your requests for Private Idaho. agree with you guys that beat is just weird and it makes you feel like something weird's going on under the surface but the you you don't know what the fuck is happening and i don't know it makes me feel weird and i enjoy it the song is like a teeny bopper nightmare i like the lyrics on the ground like a wild potato don't let the glory in your eyes blind you to the awful surprise that's fucking phenomenal right there that's a great lyric i don't give a shit what song that's in yeah that's true so uh private idaho is on the mixtape i never looked this up i wonder if my own private idaho's title was inspired by the song the film's title was taken from the b-52 song private idaho released in 1980 ironically the tune was never used in the movie nor is it on the soundtrack album okay (laughs) i just wanted to know so private idaho is on the mixtape no i know I'm, not, no? I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying no. You stand on your ground on private Idaho? No, of course it's on there. I'm saying yes to private <laughs> Idaho. I don't know. I think it's fun. I like it a lot. No, I, you're right. It's a weird-ass groovy song. I like it. What about the next song? Are you referring to Devil in My Car? Multiple requests yet again. Nominated by Danielson52 on Instagram and The Nameless One on the Trapo blog. Danielson52 calls Devil in My Car the b-52's hardest rock song and the nameless one says one of my friends slipped this song on a burn cd along with a bunch of music i actually asked for a long time ago and when it came on the first time i couldn't believe what i was hearing i mean that in a good way i'm going to hell in my old chevrolet it rocks i would call devil in my car a b-movie for the years the kind of premise that i would imagine some old school b-movie producer throwing out in the 1950s and they make a drive-in movie out of it the thing i like about devil in my car it's that whole concept distilled into like a four minute song all the good stuff's right there you don't have to worry about any of the boring shit i like devil in my car I- i'm okay with it i do like that line he-, he tore my upholstery that's just very funny <laughs> oh my god that's what you're worried about I 
not that the devil's in your car. Yeah, you don't worry <laughs> about that. You got bigger fish to fry, my friend. I'm so sorry. Is devil in the car going to be in this? I don't know about this. I'd say yes. I don't care. You know, there were a couple of them that I was kind of on the fence about. If your opinions and the reader's opinions sway, because I didn't read any of these comments before now. There's some valid points, and I think, you know, uh, yeah, okay. This one I was kind of on the fence about. I would agree to put this one on the mixtape. The next request off of Wild Planet comes from the Trapo Blow. From returning MVP, friend of the Trapo show, Max Power. Max Power writes, I'm nominating 53 miles west of Venus from Wild Planet. It's a slow, trippy groove with minimal lyrics. Basically just the title harmonized ad nauseum by Kate Pearson and Cindy Wilson. But it's a good time. Just cruising around outer space in a vintage Chrysler without a map or a care in the world. Pretty much exactly what it feels like, Max Power. Great way to describe it. Yeah, it's just kind of a trippy space road trip. You may be lost, you don't have a map, and you don't care. 53 miles west of Venus must illustrate the experience of being that mannequin in the car that Elon Musk sent careening through the cosmos for no good reason. Uh-huh. 53 miles west of Phobos. You sit down, you listen to this song, you kind of trip out. And I would fight you over this one. I would say yes on this one because I always have a good time. This one's kind of great. It's definitely solid. I agree. 53 miles west of Venus on the B-52's mixtape. Thank you, returning champion Max Power. And you're welcome. down to our final nomination from wild planet that is from pullman projects who nominated on the trapple blog dirty back road now pullman projects says dirty back road is a big favorite for me written by the late ricky wilson it's a pretty obvious sex metaphor but you can just take the song at face value and enjoy the killer beat the opening kind of reminds me of uh, fashion from david bowie i've listened to him side by side just to satisfy my curiosity Sounds a lot like fashion. Did not change my mind. Still sounds similar. This song actually reminds me of when you and I used to go cruising around in the middle of the night back in the day, tooling around on the outskirts of town. Those dirty back roads, getting lost after midnight. That's what it feels like, kind of cruising around in the dark. Sometimes you turn your headlights off because, you know, fuck it, we might die. Who cares? There are deer out here. It's fine. There's a moon. We can see. Yeah, we can. Fuck it. It's right above us. Roll the dice. Pullman Projects rolled the dice. I just wasn't really moved by Dirty Back Road. I, I didn't didn't really feel this song it does have kind of a cool beat but uh like you said at some point you have to draw the line either everything is all in or you have to go you know i'm gonna draw the line right about here it's a fine song it's pretty cool 
Not a five out of five for me. So sorry, Pullman Projects. I hope you continue to listen and please don't murder my family. Our next song is from not their third album, technically, because it's only an EP. It's 1982's Mesopotamia. Now, Mesopotamia was originally going to be the band's third album. It was produced by David Byrne of the Talking Heads through a series of... I don't know what you even call it, problems involving the production issues. It ended up being an EP. David Byrne was, this is the thing that gets me. He was already working on the soundtrack to a project from Twyla Tharp called The Catherine Wheel. Someone approached him like, hey, you want to produce the B-52's third album? And he just said, sure. I'm already working my ass off on this thing. I can do two things at once. And I guess when he was working on Mesopotamia, he basically didn't sleep. He was Hmm. doing The Catherine Wheel during the day and slept like like an hour a day or something so yeah he was not giving mesopotamia his all the songs on mesopotamia they sound a lot like talking head songs you know david byrne produced the ep then you understand that otherwise you might be a little confused because it is definitely a departure from the b52's normal work so this was one that there was only one song on this album so that's the only one i listened to so that's kind of interesting. I didn't really get that just from this one song. Every time I hear Mesopotamia, the title track, I hear the Talking Heads. This is the Talking Heads song in my head. The song was written around the word Mesopotamia. Yeah. We need to write another song. Yo, I saw a funny word the other day. Mesopotamia. All right, let's go with it. And this was as far as they got. That's fine. Weird, a couple weird things. There's one thing I wanted to mention, which I think is very amusing about Rock Lobster. John Lennon heard Rock Lobster in 1980. He hadn't been making music for a while. He'd been on kind of a hiatus after his son, Sean Lennon, was born. He heard Rock Lobster, and it inspired him to record more music. So that's where Devil Fantasy came from. It may not have happened had he not actually heard Rock Lobster. So I wasn't the only one who felt like, oh, I thought I knew what a song was, but this is a song, and it is not what I I fucking thought a song was. (laughs) And as far as Mesopotamia goes, some of the songs that were originally recorded for Mesopotamia were re-recorded later on for other albums. Like I think uh, Queen of Las Vegas is on Nude on the Moon, but that's a different version. It's not the original version. That's never been released. Butterbean. I want to hear the original version of Butterbean which was recorded for Mesopotamia. The version you hear on Whammy, that's not the version from Mesopotamia. We had the title track off the EP Mesopotamia was requested by Danielson52. said it was the first uh, B-52 song that he had ever heard. You know, just kind of weird and funky and funny, and I like it. There's a lot of I would put it on the mixtape. I love that baseline so much. It just sounds good, so fuck it. Yeah, why not? Put it on the mixtape. I guess one of the arguments they're having with somebody involved with Mesopotamia, they didn't want to put the title track on the EP. Kate Pearson, and she was like, no, no, no. We're putting Mesopotamia on Mesopotamia. We're going to talk about the B-52's next album. Whammy! Our first nomination from uh, from 1983's Whammy. Whammy! Legal Tender, nominated by the Spanish Mole from the official Trapo blog. Now, the Spanish Mole says, I want to see Legal Tender on the mixtape. The upbeat song about getting fed up and counterfeiting money. It's good times. It was also nominated by Chaz Cherry from Instagram. Chaz Cherry says, because counterfeiting money is fun. According to the song, he's not wrong. So I fixed up the basement with what I was about to 
having a fucking blast hanging out in the basement, counterfeiting money because times are hard and fucked, man. I don't know. It's a blast. I love this song. I don't give a shit. You're going to counterfeit money. Good for you. Do you know what you're doing? Apparently not. song just didn't strike a chord with me i don't think it's boring i think fuck you is what i think <laughs> fuck you well you I'm, know what you can have your opinion and you can also go fuck yourself you can go fuck yourself i'm sorry spanish mole and Chaz cherry but kai put the kibosh on legal tender so it's not going on the mixtape whammy whammy sorry legal tender spanish mole is gonna kill me the next uh request we have up the album comes from returning champion cj and he says first off i have to mention work that skirt it's a funky electro instrumental that gives me a real strutting on the boardwalk vibe listen to the song and tell me you don't see a cool lady in big shades with teased out hair working that skirt as she's stretching her legs in the summer sun CJ, you're right. It's fucking cool. Go for a stroll. See what's fucking happening. It really does sound like somebody is working that skirt. If you're walking around while you're hearing this song, your actual stride changes. You start walking differently. You walk to the beat. was doing that earlier but i listened to it this feels like summer yeah i like work that skirt i do too you know what cj you're right work that skirt is on the mixtape we got uh our next is from the spanish mall <laughs> he says he wants to talk about that boxer butterbean he nominated legal tender it, it didn't go so well but he came back hard with Butterbean. Now the Spanish mole says, Butterbean. It's about how much the folks of Atlanta, Georgia love Butterbeans. They're so excited about these things. It's infectious. Wayne's a good album. Maybe you should just put the whole thing on your mixtape. That would be easier. I apologize, Spanish Mole. We are not putting the whole album on a mixtape. You did nominate Butterbean, so it's got a chance. We haven't made the decision yet. What the fuck is going on with this song? I want to know what it means. Yeah. Did the people of Athens, Georgia really love butter beans this much? Is this a real thing? I've been to places that have weird, serious local things, and you're like, why does every fucking place in the city have like corned beef hash for fucking sale? What the fuck is going on? Uh, no, that's the town thing. It's just the town thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's the, it's the thing. And you know, if it's a thing you like, then that's cool. Yeah. But if it's some weird shit you don't like, I don't even know what the fuck what, what the fuck are butter beans. I don't know. I'll tell you, when I was a kid, my grandparents used to live in Arkansas, and we would have to visit them several times a year. When we visited them this time, we ended up cruising through a town called Conway. It was right in the middle of a celebration they called Toad Suck Days. This is a real thing in Conway. It was called Toad Suck Days. It really meant something to the town. This is a thing for them. I didn't get it. I was like 10 years old. What the fuck is this? What is Toad Suck Days? I don't want to be here. They meant something to these people. Hey, maybe that's what Athens is like with butter beans. I don't know. I didn't look this up, and you know what? I'm not going to look it up. I would rather embrace the mystery than know the horrible, horrible truth. Ask me a place, I'll be grateful. One, two, three, four. 
But uh, Toad Suck Days, Kai, that's a song we have not nominated because it doesn't exist. <laughs> I don't know what Butterbean is, but it has a great beat. It's kind of infectious. It's a lot of fun, even if it makes absolutely no no sense at all. Yeah. Yeah, I would say yes. I would put this on the mixtape because it's so goddamn weird. You know, this was one of the other ones I was on the fence about. I was like, you know, it made me feel something. So I guess that's good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to say Butterbean's not on the mixtape. I guess I just fucking hate Spanish Mole and everything they stand for. I, I don't get this one. I understand fucking Legal Tender. Legal Tender is kind of a flatline. Butterbean's just so fucking weird. I, I may have listened to it like one and a half times. It's got this weird energy to it. I don't know. This one kind of feels like a crime to me. I'll have it with you. Something about Butterbean not being on the mixtape rubs me the wrong way. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I can't argue that it's a great song. I don't think it is, but I don't know. And apparently Spanish Mole, you're just the worst human being in the world because nothing you wanted on the mixtape is on the mixtape. So fuck you, I guess, is what Kai is saying. <laughs> I, I would have put both of them on the mixtape, so don't blame me. You can send all your hate mail to Kai. Chapel Show at gmail.com. Moving on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, two more albums left. What is it? 19, 1986's Bouncing Off the Satellites, which is the final album featuring input from founding B-52's member Ricky Wilson, who unfortunately died of uh, complications of AIDS in October of 1985, I believe, while working on the album. Keith Strickland would have to end up picking up some of the slack. Now, he actually taught himself to play the guitar like Ricky Wilson, fill in some of the gaps to release the album. Which is kind of an interesting thing. He mostly did percussion and keyboards before that. But after Ricky Wilson died, Keith Strickland became the uh, lead guitarist. And uh, because they were having issues trying to fill out the album, a couple of the tracks were originally, I believe they were actually supposed to be solo tracks. One of them was from Fred Schneider. The other was from Kate Pearson. Fred Schneider contributed Juicy Jungle. Kate Pearson contributed Housework to the final album. I guess Cindy Wilson, you imagine she was his brother. They were close. And when he died, that broke her. After Ricky Wilson died, Fred Schneider and Kate Pearson and Cindy Wilson basically had nothing to do with completing the album. Whatever was left was done by Keith Strickland and some session musicians. So yeah, they went into hiatus. They basically shut down for about uh, over two years after Bouncing Up the Satellites was completed. They didn't tour. The album itself is different from what came before. It's, it's very different. I don't know. I really like Bouncing Up the Satellites. It's a different animal. But yeah, we have some songs. We do. Our first request off Bouncing Up the Satellites comes from our Trapo blog. That's traposhow.blogspot.com. And this first request is from Popsicle. Popsicle says, I've always really enjoyed Summer of Love. I just like the picture it paints in my head. This was my summer song when I was growing up. I had the album on a cassette tape, and I would listen to it while I was riding my bicycle around the neighborhood during the summers when I was 10 and 11. This song is my summer anthem, and every time I hear it as an adult, it brings me back to some real good memories of chasing the ice cream truck and hanging out with my friends, drinking grandma's lemonade on hot afternoons while we watched TV and argued about whether Hulk Hogan could really beat Andre the Giant in a fight. For the record... Andre the Giant would destroy Hulk Hogan. That's true. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, that I agree with Popsicle 
Andre the Giant would have just sat on him and he would have died. You do remember that story that apparently when he they were... He stepped on him in the yeah, morning. He, he's he, fucking wasted. He stepped on Hulk Hogan because they were in the same hotel room in like Japan. Hogan and they both passed out on the floor. They both got wasted the night before. I guess Andre the Giant stepped on Hulk Hogan and he vomited and shat himself at the same time. It, it literally yeah. forced it out of both he, ends. He got up and had to piss. <laughs> I just imagined he got up and was like, oh, I have to piss. And then he just dun 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 didn't even fucking notice that he nearly fucking destroyed a pretty large dude in his own right. <laughs> was it like squeezing a toothpaste tube that like splits uh, at both ends? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just stomping on a toothpaste tube or a ketchup packet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know like, if that story is true, but it has to be true. I love it. That has to be true. What are your thoughts on Sunday so- Lost? I kind of like it, but I I was also kind of not super moved by it either. Summer of Love has kind of a languid pace. That's what the song is. You're just buzzing around. You got nothing better yeah. to do. You may not even be having a good time. You're just existing in the heat. Who nominated this? Was it uh, Popsicle? Popsicle. Popsicle says they're riding around on their bicycle in the summer sun. You know, that kind of... Yeah. This is the soundtrack to that. This just really is. Just buzzing around. Yeah, just buzzing around. I love the lyric, I'm standing in the rain. Just feeling the There's some kind of truth there. I like the pacing of the song. I like the feeling it evokes in me. I know that summer feeling. This really does capture that. There is a positive undercurrent to the whole thing. It is a summer of love. I remember that feeling. It kind of reminds me of Head Rush in a way from Art Deco. I don't know, the golden days of summer are here again. It'll, yeah. it'll go away before you know it. Fucking hold on to that shit. Because when you're 50... Yeah, you're never getting mad back. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's over. This was another song that I was kind of on the fence with. And I think you and uh, Popsicle uh, kind of swayed me over to agree that I'm down. I'll put Summer of Love in the on the mixtape. Fuck yes. Well, you know what, Popsicle? You succeeded where Spanish Mole failed twice. Yeah. You're in. The mole's out. Um, he has no idea. <laughs> that we were going to mildly annoy Oh, some, yeah. Like He's... one of our seven returning fans. <laughs> our next nomination is from Moody 2 on Instagram, who says, Don't hate me, but I really love housework. don't hate you armitage antiques actually replied i love housework too i think it's a blast so um other people agree with you and uh, sure. don't hate you may I, not I, be my favorite song it's kind of funny it's kind of weird it's kitschy yeah it almost feels like it was kitschy in a way that didn't really hold up having only just listened to it now in the fucking 2020s 
I don't know. It's just okay. I really like Kate Pearson's vocals. I think this is one of the ones where I did really like her her singing. Kate Pearson and Cindy Wilson have genuinely beautiful voices. They can belt shit out when they want to. I love Kate Pearson's vocals in this one. I really do. The song itself, I don't know why your house is such a mess to begin with. What the fuck did you do to your house? What's going on? I get the sentiment. I wish someone else would do these fucking dishes just for today. But there's no one else around because you live by yourself. It's in the lyrics, man. I mean, I, I definitely feel that. Someone to share my dreams and wishes. Someone, Someone to help, to me, help do me do the do dishes. The dishes. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. She's so overwhelmed. Maybe it was just a long day. She didn't want to have to come home and, and cook and clean. It's not just help me clean the house. It's like, I need a soulmate. I get it. I like yeah. it. Housework is such a weird trifle. I can't get mad about not putting it on the mixtape. I can't do it. I like it, but I like everything these fuckers made, so I'm not a very good judge here. I need someone who has kind of the outsider's point of view to come up and say, you know what? Maybe not. Someone (laughs) who listened to it for the first time three days ago? Yeah, basically, (laughs) yes. B. Moody still has some hope right now. Did Housework make it into the mixtape, Kai? We don't know. I'm gonna have to pass. He follows us on Instagram. I think he's gonna stop following us. Unfollow block. We don't want you to lose your patronage, B. Moody to maybe we could uh entice the b moody one to follow us i don't know <laughs> yeah, it's like whatever we're gonna upgrade to b moody one <laughs> yeah hopefully <laughs> tell about triple show blackspot.com and leave a comment saying fuck you i'm b moody one what do you think about that fuck boy <laughs> what the fuck you doing or do you do this fucking blog spot we gotta move on what, what's next uh up next we have a request from instagram can you believe it i can't and it was from Stuart bernie Stuart requests the song ain't in a shame and writes first heard it on my record player living at home with mum and dad always brings back those lazy summer day memories being at home when my parents were still alive and how peaceful it felt oh, well God. that has undertones of fucked up sadness but uh thank you for your comments Stuart bernie and i'm sorry that your fucking folks are dead <laughs> kind of cool rock band with a hint of synth pop kind of vibe and then this chick belting out some serious emotional shit yeah. kind of feels cool yeah cindy know. wilson is doing the vocals for this one it, it has a real heavy beginning then the harmonica comes in and then fucking galaga starts like what the fuck that's what throws you off when you hear that little bit of galaga beep, 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 beep. but yeah the song is definitely overall very melancholy some of those lyrics are, are fucking amazing love is like a fuse that's burned out but yeah that's real that's real shit right there that, that verse she's i liked your chevy duster i liked your brand new trailer i liked your color yeah. tv but you looked yeah. at that color tv more than me but you looked at that tv more than me this is like a country song it definitely has that vibe it doesn't sound like a sad country song no. but it has the same kind of feeling or vibe of it, yeah. i guess you know i defy you to find me a country song that has a sound sample from fucking <laughs> galaga in it <laughs> and, I, and i will gladly 
fucking listen to whoever made that. Yeah. Literally, if you find that, people tell me. Oh, I want to. I want to hear this. Send us an email at trappleshow at gmail.com. Tell us which fucking country music artist had the temerity to sample Galaga in their fucking breakup song. Tell me, and I will fucking. I will. I'll go down on them. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> fucking mixtape oh thank christ because i would have i would have fucking killed you tonight (laughs) i would have killed you to the phone if you said no to ain't it shit this is sydney wilson's crowning achievement on bouncing off the satellites it fucking hits me this song it's a knife in the gut it twists the blade kai of course now we move on to uh some uh, rather ridiculous shit nominated by pullman projects hey wait a minute pullman projects instagram and on the blog pullman mr bill pullman really you're gonna nominate on the blog and on instagram uh, double dipping yeah you're double dipping here of course i don't think either it's of his fine. songs yeah because he nominated butterbean too on the blog none of his shits made it so far and i got news for i don't know if this is gonna make it out of bro <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so yeah, Pullman Projects, you nominated Wig. What's that on your head? I've always been partial to Wig. Sometimes things are allowed to just be dumb fun. And you are absolutely right. It's perfectly acceptable to just be dumb fun. And Wig, I think, fits the bill. It's dumb fun. I don't know what's going on. You hear Cindy and uh, Kate go. <laughs> like a fucking police siren <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why it's peppy as hell i've never heard anybody sound so excited to sing about fucking hair pieces in my life that's it wigs on fire i don't give a shit i laughed at this song and thought it was funny and then like the stand-up comedy bit in the middle was oh, where it was, yeah that's the point where it was like okay now it just kind of sounds like they're making fun of people who don't have hair i, I wouldn't not, have not that far because not everyone that. is wearing a wig song the point of the song is they're all wearing wigs they're making like side comments about how fucking weird some of those wigs are oh okay oh by the way just uh another bit of trivia for people who may not know the name of the band the b-52s they're not named after the flying fortress they're named after a hairstyle that looks like the nose cone of a B-52 Flying Fortress. <laughs> that is the B-52 hairstyle. So there you go. There's a little bit of trivia for you fuck, wow. fucking idiots out there who don't know. Now you know. Knowing is half the battle. The other half, listen yeah. to the B-52s. Hey, about his Anyways, wigs not on the mixtape. Our next request from Bouncing Off the Satellites is for the song Detour Through Your Mind. And this was uh, requested to us by Bradley J. Over on the Trapo Show blog, Bradley J. says, Detour Through Your Mind is absolutely my pick, if only for the phrase. All of a sudden your mood changes and your face looks like a cake left out in the rain. I, I can't argue with that i mean that's a that's a solid argument right there but it's actually a solid song with a cool message of non-conformity that can get lost if you're just scratching the surface also it's got a bizarre little message hidden in the track if you play it backwards so there's that 
I love it. Oh, didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that? That's what uh, Fred Schneider says at the end of the song. If you play it backwards. Yeah, it's uh, it's psychedelic introspection. I like it. It's striving for meaning. Who am I? Where am I going? How much will it cost? Do I need my luggage? Can I bring my mother? You know? <laughs> yeah. Can I bring my mother? Yeah. I need to leave my past behind. I need to leave my behind in the past. I need to leave my behind. Yeah, that's stuck out. That just says, I gotta get the fuck out of here there's a whole verse about how he visited a doctor and the doctor wanted to dip him in plaster and turn him into bookends and then charged him sixteen thousand dollars <laughs> and then we get the doctor's bill what a shock sixteen thousand dollars and all he wanted to do was dip us in plaster i think it's a good track yeah detour through your mind is great there's a lot of shit going down in this song and and it is about if you really do read between the lines it is about nonconformity. don't let anybody tell you who and what you are i like the song it's got a good message it's got a cool beat it kind of feels like an lsd trip but in a good way you done good bradley j this is a good pick solid pick and it is on the b52's trapo mixtape we're moving on to our final album 1989's comeback album following the uh, death of ricky wilson this is 1989's cosmic thing we have three songs nominated from cosmic thing the first i mean this is probably the most obvious pick anyone could have made behind the, the, drug lobster i think this might be the most obvious pick honestly yeah. i guess like every fucking skating rink for 30 years has played this fucking every day <laughs> the first song we have off of cosmic thing was requested by trapo show blog commenter jeter jeter writes heck i'll nominate love shack I don't remember the first time I heard it, but that doesn't matter. It's Love Shack. It's their best known song. If you ignored Love Shack, you'd only be doing it to prove some kind of dickhead contrarian point. And we don't need that. So there's Love Shack. Put it on the mixtape, guys. Love Shack. You're right. Love Shack's on the mixtape. And there's no reason for it to not be. You honestly can't help but feel a little better when this song comes on. It improves your mood. Snapping and wiggling back and forth, screaming Love Shack. I mean, come on, you can't go wrong. I got me a Chrysler, it seats about 20. It seats about 20. So hurry up and bring your jukebox money! on the matches, glitter on the highway. I do have to give credit to Pop-Up Video, because when I was a kid, and, uh, video. I had no idea what Cindy Wilson was saying. I learned watching pop-up video that it was, in fact, an archaic term for I'm pregnant. I learned something watching pop-up video. You taught me tin roof rusted means I'm pregnant. I really liked pop-up video when I was Me too. Two more songs nominated from Cosmic Thing. And they were both nominated by the inimitable 
Andy's Donuts. I'm just going to read Andy's Donuts' entire comment, and we will handle both of the songs afterward. Now, Andy's Donuts says, I'm going to nominate two songs from Cosmic Thing, the band's comeback album after Ricky Wilson died. I already said this. Fuck you, Andy's Donuts. I'm going to nominate two songs from Cosmic Thing. I'm throwing out Channel Z, the album's first single, all about environmental collapse. It's delivered in such a fun and jaunty way that you don't really feel like you're being preached to. And when Fred Schneider wobbles out... It's adorable. The other song is Rome because I can't be the one who picks Love Shack. I can't do it, but we all know it has to be on the actual mixtape. It's probably already there. We just haven't looked yet. But I'm nominating Rome because it's an optimistic road trip filled with fun and adventure. Cindy Wilson and Kate Pearson's harmonies are beautiful. Maybe the best they've ever been on this song. Is the song frivolous, disposable fluff? Absolutely. But damn, it's so well made, you can't help but love it. That's it for me. But if Love Shack doesn't make it to the mixtape, then there's gonna be a riot. Well, good news. Andy's Donuts, we averted that riot because Love Shack is fucking on the mixtape. Guess what? So's Channel Z and Row. Yeah, spoiler alert, children. <laughs> I like that. Maybe it's already there and we don't know. Oh, yeah. You know what? You were right. The three songs off of Cosmic Thing, they were already there and we didn't know. The thing about Cosmic Thing is that this is the album that came out during that sweet spot for us because this is when we were just starting to really listen to music and like actually understand music outside of, oh, grandma listens to this on the radio. We started to listen to music and Cosmic Thing was the B-52's album out at the time. So this shit on heavy rotation on the radio, on MTV, on VH1, just became a part of our lives. And Rome, Channel Z, and Love Shack were the songs. They were our gateway drug for the B-52s. I remember watching the B-52s perform Channel Z on Saturday Night Live. I think that may have been the first time I heard the B-52s. It's the first time I remember hearing the B-52s, and I fell in love with this weirdo band. Wow. That's why if no one had nominated Channel Z, I probably would have just not recorded this episode. <laughs> there would have been a riot. Joe f- nominates Channel Z because it's the b- I, mean, b- I don't know. I would have just made some <laughs> shit up. Oh, by the way, uh, what's his name? D says uh, Channel Z for sh- Great, okay. I am living on Channel Z. It's dystopian, but it's it's trying to be optimistic. I can feel something good is happening just around the corner. Basically, the song is, oh yeah, everything sucks, but we still have time to turn it around. Getting up to the static, getting up to the static, static in my attic on Channel Z. The problem is, that song was released in 1989, and in terms of the environment, and in terms of politics, uh... Everything has gotten worse since then. I feel like they were just being optimistic and time has proven the B-52s wrong in that regard. We're fucked. But you know what? It's still nice to listen to the song and think, hey, maybe we could turn it around. We still got time, right? Oh, we don't? Maybe positivity can save the day. It won't, but maybe it can. I'll give anything a shot at this point. But yeah, it's a good song. It's got a good message. It's solid shit. This is the song that made me a B-52s fan. I really don't have anything else to say about it. I think it's a blast. I agree. And I mean, Rome is just like an all-time classic radio rotation song. It could fit in on any fucking radio station. Oh, 
you could slip it in there on like a new pop station and the people wouldn't write it. They'd just be like, oh, oh, that song. Rome has beautiful harmonies. Cindy Wilson and Kate Pearson, their vocals shine like diamonds in this fucking song. It's gorgeous. There's so much joy in here. Get out there. You got love. You got love. The world's your oyster, man. Just get out there. Take a trip. Take a chance. See the world. It's beauty, it's joy, it's optimism, it's happiness, it's a smile. It's a fucking smile. Rome is a fucking smile. So yeah, Rome is just there. I can't get rid of it. And you know what? I don't want to get rid of it. It's there. It's in the mixtape. Andy's Donuts, you succeeded with a Spanish mole fail. You pulled the twofer. (laughs) Sorry, Spanish mole. I I fucking got it out for you. Don't apologize to the Spanish mole. He he did this to himself. (laughs) Just call yourself El Topo because you're El Topo. It's over. It's over. That's the end. We fucking did it. That's the mixtape. Took yeah. months, but we did it. No one nominated anything from uh, 1992's Good Stuff, which is a good album. I'm sorry. It just didn't work out that way. And also, nobody nominated a goddamn thing from Funplex. Funplex is not a good album. It's just not. No. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize to all you Funplex fans. But uh, yeah, nobody wanted it on the mixtape. No one said, hey, you know what? I want to put Juliet of the Spirits on the fucking mixtape. They didn't do it. It's, it's your fault. You didn't nominate it. Sorry. But in the intervening years, since the B-52s took their extended hiatus, the individual members have kind of branched out. They've done their own thing. Kate Pearson, she released an album in 2015, Guitars and Microphones. It's pretty good. It's a straightforward kind of pop rock. Her vocals are on point. But uh, Sydney Wilson's album is really more my pace. It's called Change, and it's really kind of a synth pop electro thing. She's really experimenting with that album. It's a lot of fun. It's a good listen. Fred Schneider went off and did his own thing. He has a band called Fred Schneider and the Superions, which I love. I love those guys. They're great. They released an album called The Vertical Mind in 2017. Have you heard that? It's really good. I don't know. It sounds familiar for centuries now scientists have studied the workings of the horizontal mind breaking with tradition the songs of the iconoclastic superions explore the unknown realms of the vertical mind it's it's so fucking it's great and they released a single called bat baby it was a halloween thing but yeah the the b-52s they never technically broke up and uh, there's always the chance we could get more music from them in the future but even if we get no more new music from the b-52s they've already gifted us with a pretty tremendous catalog of worthwhile music we can all cherish this stuff is not going away no matter how much you may want it to rock lobster is not going away not going anywhere and neither is trapo i hate to break it to you we'll be talking about stuff on purpose we will not be talking about the b-52s on purpose because uh because we, we already did that the mixtape is uh done it's in the books we finished it i think we did a good job i think we handled it pretty well i think we did and i think the people who nominated songs i want to thank you all sincerely for doing so we appreciate all of your nominations all of your input moving forward if you are listening to this episode and you would like to join the conversation visit the official trapo blog that's traposhow.blogspot.com that's t-r-a-p-p-o show.blogspot.com 
you gotta find the post you're choosing you leave a comment tell us we're fucking hack clowns who don't know how to curate a mixtape you know we'd be glad to hear your feedback we'd love it did you know you could send us an email they don't know kai we keep telling them they don't know that you can send us an email at show at gmail.com t-r-a-p-p-o show at gmail.com we're so glad that we got enough responses to actually do this mixtape episode i apologize for uh our tardiness you know life gets in the way life happened this was also seven albums to listen to six albums five albums uh, we got this music happening, the D fifty twos. But yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, dear listeners, thank you so much for joining us for our first listener curated mixtape episode. We will be back in the near future with I don't know something that we will talk about on purpose. On purpose? I didn't stutter. Yeah, we're it's a thing. Uh, it's called Trapo. We talk about stuff. I don't know if you have you been under a rock. You're the co-host. Is this some new thing the kids are talking about? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's all over Instagram and TikTok. Trapo, yeah, I gotta share the links and the fucking, the hashtags. (laughs) I gotta share them links. Oh, by the way, uh, there's a hashtag out there called Trapo Show. Hashtag Trapo Show on Instagram. Only one person is sharing that, and that's me. So, uh, (laughs) I'm trying to start the trend, and apparently no one else is picking up what I'm laying down. Nobody cared. No one gives a shit about the Trapo Show hashtag. It doesn't even register when I try to put it up. It's like I, you never posted this. No, I did. I did. I did. No. It's nice still that you don't count. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we'll be back eventually with something you'll probably like a little more or a little less. Krakatoa west of Java, ladies and gentlemen. Why don't you just get the fuck off the internet? Okay, just do that for me, please. Listen, people, get the fuck off the internet. <laughs> The show that talks about stuff on purpose is a Fenderman Incorporated production.